0: This is the Edumatch Podcast Network, bringing you amazing educators sharing their love of learning one show at a time. The Edumatch Podcast Network is proud to support this show and many others. Find out more at edumatchpn.com. The ideas and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely of the individual podcaster. This is TLC Ninja,
1: a podcast for teachers by teachers about classroom innovation
0: Hi, and welcome to episode 113, love that number 13, of TLC Tech Learn Coffee. I am Lisa Nowakowski, a technology coach in South Monterey County here in California. And I'm Nancy Minicozzi, an instructional technology coach in Beverly Hills, California. Just a reminder, we have a 15-minute format because ain't nobody got more time than that. And today's coffee fact is we've all heard of Arabica and Robusta coffee beans, but there are others. One of them is Liberica. I hope I said that right. And and that's another type of coffee bean. It is a rare treat and grown in a very specific climate, making it difficult for farmers to grow on a mass scale. The Philippines uh, were the only nation to uh, come close to matching the world's thirst for this woody tasting coffee. And our guest today is Andy Losick, who will be talking to us about the five C's in distance learning. So, hi, Andy. Welcome, and thanks for joining us. So, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, and what you do.
1: Great. Uh, yeah. Thanks for thanks for inviting me. My name is Andy Losick. I'm an elementary STEM teacher in Hamilton, Michigan, which is in kind of the southwest corner of the uh, of the Mitten. Everybody, hold your hand up, and then it's. Uh, you know right over kind of just above the wrist on your uh on whatever well your left side if you're holding up your right hand so it's the lake michigan side um it's a great uh great place to be this time of year it's going to get a little chilly here coming up but um yep uh, aside from teaching stem i've been involved with ed tech and professional development ever since i started about 25 years ago so helping the kids is Huge passion of mine, but I love to, uh, you know, just spend time like this with other educators.
0: And we are so fortunate to have you here today. So thank you again for joining us. Um, So now we've all heard of the four C's because that's been around for a while, but you say five C's. Can you explain that?
1: Well, I I think of critical thinking, uh, collaboration, communication, um, creative problem solving or creativity and then citizenship as well. So that's where, that's where all of the, for me, it's, it's those five, I guess four or five. um, (laughs) And then you could, you could argue some of those overlap, but uh, you know, those are, those are five pillars that I really try to work closely with when I'm designing lessons for my kids.
0: And I love that citizenship is, is that fifth one. I, I, We just we we struggle with that, especially right now with so many of us doing distance learning and how do we get to keep the kids engaged and, you know, on the same page as us and not roaming and doing things that they're not supposed to do. Um, So how can we have students communicating during these times. I mean, I know we have the chat and I've been in a couple classrooms recently first grade um, and the first grade chats are interesting. They all have like H's or random letters (laughs) They're really Mm -hmm. chatting. They're exploring with it. But how can we have uh, students communicating effectively um, at this time?
1: Well, I think, I think there's, there's two ways that we can consider communicating. And one be working on a project, um, but the other one is taking advantage of the technology that we have and allowing them to share out what they know in different ways. So I, I, I'm an elementary STEM teacher. So right now I'm working with kindergartners who are new to iPads, and one of the first apps we go to is Show Me, where it's a digital whiteboard that they can draw on, but they can also narrate on. So when I'm focused on some of these content, maybe in in like science, uh, and we're outside and we're exploring plants that have gone to seed now, and we talk about the whole life cycle that they went through um, back in the spring when they made when they made flowers and how they were pollinated um, you know I want to see kids drawing and showing that to me on an app like show me Older kids could use um use video like iMovie or um we use keynote extensively on our iPads with our kids in the uh, magic move animation and so although. I see so many teachers that kind of get a, get kids with Chromebooks and Google Docs and they wanna teach like it's 1987 or 97, uh, and it's just a, the fanciest word processor you ever saw. There's so many inherent ways in the technology that we can allow them to express their learning way beyond just typing something up. and it, and And essentially for my little kids, it's a whole lot less stressful for them to just do something like a show me than to sit there and try and bang all the, you know, typing out that way.
0: What a great idea. And I know not everybody has iPads and show me and things like that. So, you know, for those listeners out there, uh, things like Jamboard kids can draw on and that works on Chromebooks. Uh, Flipgrid is another great option um, to explain those sorts of things. So,
1: yeah. I've been um, I've been a real proponent the last few years and uh, I've teamed up with with Brian Briggs and Ryan O'Donnell, a couple of other California educators out there on your end of the world who, um, you know, we've, we've really been trying to show people that they can create with Chrome, that the Chromebook shouldn't be just that machine that's a fancy typewriter or, you know, a web consumption device. Um, but there's so many things out there. Um, infographics in something like um, like canva, that's a great example of of how they can use that Chromebook to communicate something visually, or um, you know all of the uh, Adobe Sparks, another amazing tool on the Chromebook that that can be used to communicate way beyond just typing a paper.
0: Absolutely. And we love all those tools as well. And we love Ryan and Brian. Um, and Create with Chrome, you guys have done some really great things with that I've, I've caught some of those. Uh, so what about collaboration? Like I know some teachers are having difficulty with the collaboration. Cause when we think about that, we think of small groups, uh, putting them in breakout rooms isn't always mm-hmm. the best option. So what are, what are some of your um, advices or things that you've seen that are working well in, say, a distance learning uh, environment with the collaboration?
1: Well, my, my favorite activity, and this is more California educator name dropping, uh, this goes back to John Carippo's, um, a California legend there. Uh, it's called Iron Chef Technique. And basically what you do is you create a shared Google Slides deck where you take a project and you break it up into pieces. So think about the old staff meeting where your principal has given everybody this photocopied article that they broke all kinds of, we don't even get into digital citizenship with that, you know, copyright rules to hand you this photocopied thing. And they say okay third grade you're going to do the first part and fourth grade is going to do this and fifth grade is going to do this well if you take that approach to doing a group project where you create a slide for each student in the group everybody can can uh, collaborate and can contribute to that so take uh take a president report you give each group a president and each slide it has something like early life and then accomplishments in office and you know and all these different things about this person where each student then is responsible for one slide and when they all get done they can all kind of collaborate and help each other polish up their things uh what i love most about that is that it there's individualized accountability still in a group setting And so, I mean, that's just like kind of the entry level to do a project like that, but you could get really creative where you're giving kids different pieces and they're all contained to this one slide. I could see that when you're trying to build a community in a virtual setting, uh, you have all these kids that you don't know, uh, create a slide for each of them to tell you about themselves and to tell each other about um, themselves that way
0: that's a great idea and that that reminded me as well again with John Crippo and Marlena Heburn they also have something called thin slides which is very similar to that as well a um, little bit more scaled down so if people want more information on that they can uh, google them or contact us or go to eduprotocols.com yep. um so you know all these approaches are a little bit different since so many of us are either doing a hybrid model or you know, even when they are face-to-face, you're not really face-to-face right now just because of the, the you know, COVID. Um, so how can some of these approaches, you know, differ in the, digital, in the digital world that we're kind of living in right now versus that normal face-to-face? So what are some advices that you might have?
1: I think the biggest piece of advice is that good teaching, whether it's face-to-face or digital shares a lot of the same elements but you cannot just take what was successful for you in a face-to-face environment and expect it to translate digitally we need to have some type of digital pedagogy so um, i'm a big fan of something like hyperdocs that leads the kids uh, through many different steps of the learning Uh, but the thing about hyperdocs is it follows the best practices in the classroom where it starts with engaging the kids and then having them explore and it takes them all the way through a chance to share out their learning and a chance to then extend, uh, their learning. I see so many teachers that are just, they're just trying to ram that, that square peg into the round hole of teaching virtually and, and they're getting, and it's, you know, it's just nothing but frustrating for them and the kids. Uh, we are face to face with my elementary kids four days a week, and then they spend a day virtual. and And I still find myself frustrated because I those things that worked so well for me up to March thirteenth last year are I I can't I can't do that. So um, I guess the big to come all the way around to actually answer the question, the big bit – big piece of advice is to you know you have to give yourself some grace and and you have to it's it's a whole new exploration of what can work and and what necessarily doesn't work
0: it is it's a whole new thing and i'm seeing teachers in my district just they're they're frustrated and they don't know where to go everything is just so so new Um, and i love the advice of give yourself grace i think i don't think teachers can hear that enough right now Um, so is there, it feels like, so, you know, changing and doing all of these things is going to add additional work or stress to the daily load. So is there something teachers can do uh, to not have it feel so overwhelming besides giving themselves grace?
1: <laughs> and I'll I love to, the
0: HyperDocs. I'm sorry, go yeah. on.
1: Well, well, no, and in, in HyperDocs, HyperDocs and the protocols, all go back to the idea of we're gonna teach our kids one digital pedagogy. And we're going to use one digital pedagogy, or in the case of Edu protocols, maybe three or four different techniques. And so once they learn the protocol of doing Iron Chef, or once they understand the flow of what's expected within a HyperDoc, the, the best thing about those is that there's infinite amounts of content you can add into that format. And I think if there's ever been a time to just clean house uh, all those digital tools we have and just focus on using two or three of them, get good at two or three things and just keep filtering stuff right through that same process. And and that, first of all, it, it cuts off all that that reaching for straws and grabbing, like, where, how how am I going to do this? Nope. We've got the, it can all run through the hyperdoc or it can all run through um, thin slides or we can do a fast and the curious. That's another edgy protocol. That's um, a great way to, to, you know, build skill and do reps that way. So less is more if there was ever a point in our careers, that's, that's what it is now.
0: I love that. I love that. And I know Edge Protocols has one of the taglines is work smarter, not harder. And yeah. just by funneling everything into a couple different formats that the kids know, you're absolutely right. They can change up the uh, content as much as necessary.
1: Oh, and, and yeah, here's, yeah. One, yeah, here's one more. Do not friend parents on Facebook and don't go to your Facebook for a while because it will just infuriate you to no end and it's just taken away from our focus on what, what we have going on. It's so difficult right now with um, seeing stuff out there or hearing stuff out there that, that is really counterproductive to what we're trying to do in the classroom that way. So tune out the noise. You know you're giving your best to kids and, and believe in yourself.
0: Great advice, and thank you so much. We would like to thank our, um, thanks for listening. And if you enjoyed the show, please leave us a comment to let us know. Our common question today is, what are some ways that you are incorporating the four or five C's into your instruction this year? No matter what model your school is doing, it's different than any other year. That is for sure. So thank you, Andy, for coming on. And to our listeners, please don't forget to subscribe to hear more about easy ways for you to innovate in your classroom. If you like the show, and of course you do, please help other people find us by rating and leaving a review wherever you are listening to this podcast. Remember, we're always looking for guests to share the great things they're doing in their classrooms. So if you know someone who fits the bill, or if you'd like to be a guest yourself, please visit TLC.ninja and complete the contact form to let us know. Thanks so much.